Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, this is part two. This is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I hope your day is filled with His glory. I hope somebody's even listening today because everybody's doing festive things, and I hope maybe you're listening today, and if you are, happy Thanksgiving. I hope your day is filled with the glory of Almighty God and that you will thank Him and praise Him. You'll get your family together and, together and thank the Lord for your family and thank the Lord for the food you have and pray for those that are in need and help those that are in need. I think that's very important. I closed yesterday by saying there's people in this world that live in cardboard boxes. You ever been to Haiti or looked at the, the situation in Haiti? It's an amazing. People live in filth. And there's people across all across the world that have that same place that make nothing, live in nothing. They just try to exist. And hopefully, hopefully across the world, the, they are hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ through many of your churches, many of your outlets, many of the missions that we uh, provide, you know, and it's very, very important. And we're very thankful that we can survive in America. God has blessed us abundantly. One of the great uh, problems, though, in America, as you well know, is this. It's prosperity. It's all around us. Everything's at our fingertips. Many people have financial difficulties because they squander what God has given them. And I'm a huge proponent of Financial Peace University. Over the years, our Pastor Pat in our church, uh, who is our greeter, he always greets. If you visit our church, he greets you at the door. But he's had over 300 people through that class. And those who have practiced that principles have seen great things. My daughter and son-in-law, they're 26 years old, and they live by financial peace to the dime. They live by the envelopes, and they are doing very well because of what they do, and they're very giving people. There are numerous stories in, in, my, in the church I pastor that same things have happened. Many people, though, choose to keep going down a path that leads them down a hard road. Folks, discipline isn't easy. It's not easy, but you need to adhere to it. You can see positive change in your life if you do. We find instructions for God's people all through his word. Let me share with you another important passage. And this is written uh, by the Apostle Paul again. The Apostle Paul, of course, wrote mo many of the books in the New Testament, almost half the books of the New Testament. And he wrote to the church at Colossae. And uh, Colossae was another, it was another good church, one of the churches that Paul ministered to, along with Ephesian, the church at Ephesus, and Galatia, and and just, you know, Corinth, he, he ministered all over the place. But listen to Colossians chapter 3 to the uh, people of Colossae, verse 12 through 18. He says this, he says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has grievance against someone, Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Well, that's a Thanksgiving message if I've ever seen one in Colossians chapter 3. 
I think sometimes the Word of God is so plain and clear, but we try to analyze it and put different meanings into the inspired Word that God has laid out. In other words, we try to put things in God's mouth by 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 the way we say things. And folks, that's dangerous to do. Never misinterpret what God says, especially when it's straight out there, especially when his word is straight. There are some things we don't understand. Revelation, there's a lot of symbolism that's really tough to understand. But I'm telling you, most of God's word, most of the New Testament is pretty straightforward. Let's do just a short synopsis of this wonderful passage of Paul's. He says to live a life of kindness. We don't need a rocket scientist to tell us what that means. Be kind to one another. My father used to talk to us boys about growing up. Son, be kind to everyone. Love everyone. But dad, they call me a terrible name. Love them, son. Forgive them, son. And I can hear my heavenly father saying the same thing. Be known for your kindness. The church is filled with people who radiate kindness. Churches are filled. Our church is filled with people that are kind. Your church is filled with people that are kind. I could produce a list of people in my church, and I can tell you how kind they've been in many ways because I've known it, I've seen it, I've watched it. One reason why God has blessed our church over the years, I believe, is because of the kindness of the people. Sure, you can't please everyone. People, if you think you're in church and you can please everyone, forget it. You will not be able to do that. You know, sometimes you feel neglected. I certainly get to hear about that from time to time. It makes me sad when I hear someone feels forgotten or neglected. And I can tell you this, it's never on purpose. Paul goes on to say, learn to understand one another. Bear with one another. Put up uh, with one another. And understand that people are going through some tough circumstances. We walk in our shoes, and we don't know what it's like walking in others. We know what it's like walking the way we walk. As a kid growing up, I guess I was pretty sheltered. I wasn't around a ton of people living in a way that was opposite of God's direction. And I was a little naive to many things. I was one of those who needed my father and mother to tell me about the birds and bees because I was certainly unaware of those things. I think I did a lot of blushing when my dad and mom told me those things. And I would say, really? Wow, that's crazy. Many are naive to what the Word of God teaches us concerning life and concerning being people of thankfulness. In the 14th verse, he is saying, let God's love lead to unity. A great trait for a church is to be a church of unity. Is your church unified? Do you love each other? Are you about the same purpose? You know, you heard, uh, you're going to hear on uh, Monday, I have an interview with Mark Arenas, who is uh, heading the Harvest Campaign for May 1 through 3 an incredible campaign to reach the lost for Jesus Christ. I hope the churches come together in unity. They come together as a valley, and we bring non-Christian people to this event. And then there's going to be a great follow-up. God is going to work in this event. Please be involved. You're going to hear a lot about that. But tune in on Monday so you can hear me interview Mark, because his passion is huge, and he'll tell you some truthful things that are going on. Churches that prosper— are churches who are living out Jesus Christ every single day. I would love to say that every church in our church is in perfect unity, but the truth of the matter is, you know, there's always flaws. There's always situations that we deal with wherever we go because wherever God is working, guess what? 
The enemy is working too because he doesn't want the church to succeed. He doesn't want us to move ahead, and he will use people. He will use people to help take down the church. Folks, stand firm in God. Be aware the enemy is like a roaring lion out to devour you. Stay close to him. Spend time in prayer. Do not forsake praying to your heavenly Father. He wants to hear from you. But we must live, folks, in the attitude of gratitude. We must understand thanks and always be thankful and always be grateful for what he's done for us. He has great things in store for you. And you know, today in my last couple minutes, I want to share a song, excuse me, a psalm of thanksgiving. It's a psalm that many people know that's not as popular as the 23rd Psalm, but I imagine it's one of the three most popular psalms. It's Psalm 100. Listen to this psalm. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I like that. I like that. It is a psalm of giving thanks. It's a psalm of being grateful. I like how he starts off. He says, shout to the Lord. Shout to the Lord. Lord, you are great. Your mercies endure forever. I was so fortunate to be lived in a household that shouted to the Lord that my parents was not shy about praising God. I'd hear dad through the house throughout the day and mom, praise the Lord. He'd hear something, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I That was just an everyday part of my life. I am so thankful for that. But he said, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Come and sing joyful songs to him. You know, our worship times at church should be joyful songs, joyful in, in what he has laid out for us. It's not there for us to listen or thus to sit back and watch others perform. It's there for us to worship, to be engaged, to be involved. We need to be engaged with the Spirit of God in our churches and make a joyful noise into the Lord. Another passage of Scripture says, All ye people. You know, come to the Lord with thanksgiving and praise. For the Lord is good, he says. His love endures forever. And it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. You know that old that old chorus, enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. You know, and, and it goes on and on and, and rejoice in him and praise his name. Well, folks, this is Thanksgiving, and I hope that you will spend really quality time with your family today, that you will be blessed by them, that the Spirit of God will move in your life in such a wonderful way that uh, they will see the power of God. And don't forget, do not forget today in your household to give thanks and thank the Lord for his bountiful blessings. Please take time to do that. Take time to recognize your Creator the creator of mankind who has given you the opportunity to live in the United States of America, has given you the opportunity to eat a good meal today, has given you an opportunity to love others. Praise his holy name. 
give thanks to him. And to each one of you, may you have the glorious, wonderful Thanksgiving. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.